0: Chattahoochee, It gets hotter than a hoochie coochie We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt We got a little crazy but we never got caught Down by the river on a Friday night Pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight Talking about cars and dreaming about women Never had a plan just to live in for the minute yeah, with down under on the you Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me But I learned how to swim and I learned who I was A lot about living and a little about love Well, we fogged up the windows in my old Chevy I was willing she wasn't ready, so I settled for a burger and a grape snow cone. I dropped her off early, but I didn't go home. Down by the river on a Friday night. A pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight. Talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan just to live in for the minute. Yeah, with down Yonder on the Chattahoochee Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me But I learned how to swim and I learned who I was A lot about living and a little about love Chatted food, You never knew how much that muddy water meant to me But I learned how to swim and I learned who I was A lot about living and a little about love A lot about living and a little about love
1: So Someday with Alan Jackson goes to number one in, in 1991. Who Says You Can't Have It All goes to number four. You co-wrote both of them with him. Yeah. You guys must have had a real uh, chemistry going. We, we did. What, we well, had tell dug, me what that was like.
2: I had two notebooks, Doug. I had one that I kept ideas in, and then I had an Alan Jackson notebook. If I got an idea, I thought Alan would like then that went in this notebook so that I didn't pull it out if I happened to be writing with someone else. So
1: you're, you're constantly writing songs with two notebooks. What's the criteria in this time period that puts it in the Allen Jackson notebook? Like, okay, that song's an Allen song. That's not a George Strait or, yeah. you know, someone else, that's Bobby a, Bear or whoever else you were trying to pitch,
2: a, Conway Twitty. I don't know. I, I would just have a feeling... I I just knew, man, I just knew if it was an idea or whatever that he would like it. I never took him one idea that he didn't like, that we didn't finish. I think we finished every single song, and most of them, most of them ended up, you know, on the albums at least. So probably the biggest song you wrote together was Chattahoochee. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, boy. Bobby Berry had told me years before, he said, you know, you can't sit down and say, I'm going to write a standard today. I'm going to write a song. that's going to be around for 50 years. You might or you might not. Chances are you won't. But he said, once you do and it's out there, you can't stop it. Once it takes on a life of its own, you can't kill it. You don't want to, but you couldn't if you wanted to. So I'm sitting in my little office at home out in Green Hills one day and a lot of times I would uh, ride out there in the morning, and then come into town and maybe pitch songs or see what was going on on Music Row. i have gotten a, a Chevron book, and it had a story on the Chattahoochee River, and and I was uh I was familiar with the Chattahoochee. Uh, near the poet had written a poem called "Song of the Chattahoochee," that I remembered from school, and it does indeed form a great deal of the border between Alabama and Georgia. So I was familiar with it, and I started thinking about it, and I I had an atlas there. All good songwriters have an atlas somewhere. So I got my atlas out, and I thought, I wonder how close Noonan, Georgia, which is where Alan's from, I wonder how close that is to the Chattahoochee. Well, it's pretty dang close. I get this little thing going, and and I had the first two lines. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets harder than the hoochie-coochie. So I was going out on the road with Alan, and I just— I put it in that notebook and that's where I left it. So when we get out on the road and I said, I got this I got this thing started. See what you are thinking. he said, Play me those two lines again. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. It gets hotter than the Hoochie Coochie And he said We laid rubber on a Georgia asphalt, got a little crazy but we never got caught. And so I mean we were off and running then.
1: You got a little crazy. What, what, what were you doing that you didn't get caught? Is
2: this speeding on the asphalt? Well, yeah. The, uh, uh, you guys used to race lay, cars? Do you know what laden rubber is? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, Doing uh, drag racing, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look back, some of the places we used to drag race, and it's like, because the cars back then, they they were at least six-cylinder, if not eight-cylinder. Your daddy's car would probably, his old Pontiac could probably do 120 or 30, so I came along during the era of the muscle cars, the GTOs and the super sports. And, you know, and some people did get killed doing that. But we would, we would drag race in places. We really shouldn't have been doing that. Mm. But we finished it. Uh, you know, it's got a Cajun feel to it. And we finished it in Thibodeau, Louisiana. He showed it to the band at Soundcheck. It was still pretty rough. God bless the band when the singer says, hey, I just wrote this a little while ago. Let's, let's work it up, you know. Because that's usually where you practice. You you do it in sound check a few times till you get comfortable with it. He said, "You know this thing got a Cajun feel. We'll just do it tonight." And the band's like, "Oh dear Lord!" He did it, and the response was like, "You know nothing really." Pin drop. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what was that? Where was this? This was in Thibodaux, Louisiana.
1: Thibodaux, Louisiana.
2: Thibodaux, Louisiana. They'd
1: never heard the song before.
2: No, it's the first time anybody had heard yeah. it. You know, he did it in sound check. And about two or three hours later, he did it. He worked it into the show and nobody cared. It's like, what's that? You know, so the next time after it comes out, it was a little bit different story. You know, they they may love your album cuts, but they want to hear those songs on the radio. You know, usually the ones they've heard on the radio, the things sing along with or whatever. And I always wanted that one song that. If they said, what do you do? And you say, uh, oh, I'm a songwriter. And they go, well, have you written anything I've heard? That's always the next question. And you go, well, do you listen to country music? And they go, oh, yeah. And then you give them your biggest hit. And they said I don't think I know that song. And it used to embarrass me. But I got to where I would say, you lied to me. Because that song was number one in the country last week. And if you listen to country music, you would know that song. I just got tired of being embarrassed, and I thought, I'll just embarrass you a little bit, you know, because you, you didn't tell me the truth. But I always wanted that one song that no matter where I was, if they had listened to country music for for two hours over the last 30 years, they, they might know that song. And it turned out to be an upbeat song. It turned out to be Chattahoochee. And that's okay. That's I'm not going to have a bigger one, and Alan's not either. That's his biggest song and mine. I went down to Australia to write with some artists, and uh, they, the lady at Customs said, what, why are you here? And I said, uh, well, I'm here to write songs. I'm a songwriter. She said, oh, have you written anything I might know? And I said, uh, if you don't know Chattahoochee, you wouldn't know anything else probably. And she said, no. I said, Way down yonder, and she's, oh, on the tattoo, She be oh, oh, yeah, yes, I know that song. I love that song. That song is just my biggest earning song, and I guess it always will be, thank God. We finished that song, Doug, and I believe he cut that song. He was going in the studio when we got back, and I'll be honest with you, because Alan and I would write a sad ballad. We were just happy to have another upbeat song like Neon Rainbow, and we had a couple of other ones, but. We were pretty happy about that. So he cut it, and the album had gone to number two. It had fallen to number 15 with no bullet. When Chattahoochee and the video came out, the timing was just perfect. The album shot up to number one. The single sold half a million, and the album sold another four million. Thank, thank you, God. I had three other songs on the album. so. So...
1: Chattahoochee is an Indian word, or is that a Southern
2: word that's made up? Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's an Indian word. An In, Indian
1: don't... word, and can you tell me what a hoochie coochie is, and <laughs> why it gets hot?
2: Yeah, okay. Actually, the hoochie coochie thing goes back to the to the blues days, kind of. There's a old uh, blues song called Hoochie Coochie Man. We started getting phone calls from all over the country, man. And Alan, being Alan, said, tell him to call Jim, you know, call Jim. He'll tell you I'm getting phone calls just about every day for a while from somewhere. And they said, "What? what's a hoochie-coochie? Well, I found out that means a lot more in some places. What well, I said, I'll tell you what it means to me and what it means to Alan. The fair comes to town every fall, and they always had these dancers, strippers. You had to be 18 to get in the tent but they did a little dance out on the—and they were hoochie-coochie girls. They called them hoochie-coochie girls. And the dance they did was a hoochie-coochie. I said, you know, the big deal at school was if you could get in before you turned 18, you could go to school and brag about it the next day. And I said, it's a county fair strip show. That's all I could tell you, and dance.
1: A lot about living and a little about love. Kind of what being a teenager and yeah. growing up
2: is all about, huh? yeah. People are attracted to water. I found that out a long time ago. It, if they can't make it to the to the beach, they'll go to the river or the lake, and they'll fish in the creek if they have to. But I think people just associated with that song. You know, it doesn't even—I've seen thousands of women singing along with it and the part about where he takes her home early. It's like, I said, that, that might make the women mad. Well, no woman has ever said— well, you know, she wouldn't give it up, so he took her home. But it's funny. There's so many stories I've heard with that song. This couple, they had a little son, four-year-old boy in play school, and the teacher called him and she said, "Could could you, could y'all come in for a meeting? I want to talk to you about your little boy." So they go in, and the parents they say, "What has he done? You know, what what what's he doing?" And she said, "Well, you know, I don't mean to imply anything." But he goes over at playtime every day. There's a little plastic guitar over there. And he grabs that guitar, and to the top of his voice, he starts singing, talking about cars and dreaming about women over and over and over. She thought he was a little pervert. And they started laughing. They said, no, no, that's an Alan Jackson song that he loves. (laughs) The teacher thought the kid was perverted, I guess